before we get too far into this Billy Frank podcast, brought to you by the folks at uh, Fly Racing, of course. Race Tech, use the code Save Some Money. Get your bike work done there. Get motor work done. Get suspension work done. Save with the Pulp code. Call them. Tell them you listen to Pulp and you want the Pulp discount, and they'll make that happen, man. And uh, Race Tech has been around a long time. Helped a lot of privateers in the sport, and they can even help you too. They got a Race Tech authorized service centers all across America. They do great work there. Show your bike some love, and it'll love you back. Racetech.com. Use the code. Save some money. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. Privateer hero Billy Frank coming right up. This guy was a consistent top 10 dude for a few years in the mid-80s. And, uh, man, he's all over a bunch of cycle newses and golden states and stuff, as we'll get into. Really, really interesting guy and uh, fun to talk to him and catch up to him. And, uh, of course, maybe you know him from his funnel company, Billy Who. But, anyways, thank you to Fly Racing. Their 2022 line continues to push the boundaries of innovation and style. The all-new Formula CP helmet offers Rion technology at an eye-popping price. Improvements extend to the Evo and Kinetic lines of gear. The Zone Pro goggle, used by JB10, uh, made a podium in Supercross last year. At Fly Racing USA on social media, flyracing.com. Go to motorsport.com and uh, check out the latest and greatest from the folks at Fly Racing. Thank you to the folks at Max's Tires. When it comes to privateers like Billy Frank, the modern-day Billy Frank is A-Ray and Kay Clayson and, and Kessler and uh, Luke Nice. Luke Nice, sleeper, by the way, this year. Um, they use Max's Tires, man. Developed by Jeremy McGrath. MXSTs have been around for a while. They've gotten good reviews from the magazines and from the editors. And so please check it out. Mountain Bike Tires as well. they got the Minion Asiago, I think it's called, or Asagi. Uh, one of those. Asiago is a cheese. So Asagi is the tire. Uh, those work really well out here in uh, Nevada. So either one works great on mountain bike tires. And uh, please check them out. Light truck tires, trailer tires, Maxxis.com. And, of course, uh, I looked for an old photo of uh, Billy Frank. And what was he doing? He was using Renthal bars. The undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969, Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession of detail and quality through the commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. 7-8 bar, fat bar, twin wall bar, fat bar 36. They've got it all, man. Um, remember the twin wall bar? That thing blew everybody's minds. So, yeah, they've got a lot going on, the folks at Renthal. Renthal.com, a fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. And Motorsport.com and Cobo Links we will talk about later on in the show. But thank you for listening. Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to Billy Frank for doing this. Appreciate it. All right, let's, uh, let's catch up to him, shall we? And now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, a uh, uh, conversation with a longtime top privateer in Supercross and Motocross, and uh, we'll talk to him about what he's doing now and everything else. It's Billy Frank. What's up, man? How are you? Good, Steve. How you doing? Good to good to hear from you. And, yeah, I saw uh, you. You commented a couple times on my Instagram stuff, and I'm like, oh shit, Billy Frank, Billy who is uh, <laughs> is is alive and well. So that's what made me want to <laughs> contact you for this. Yeah, I'm uh, always a little under the radar, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. Um, what's been going on with you? What are you doing now? What's happening? Uh, I right now I have a farmers insurance agency. Mm -hmm. Right, so I've had that for two fourteen. I think 14 years now, almost mm. 15. Okay. I'm doing that, uh, not, uh, just got a bike last, uh, end of last year. Oh, okay. a year ago, roughly, yeah. uh, mainly for my, for my kid, but you know, to, uh, swing a leg again. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I was going to ask you if you rode much, but, uh, so up until you got the bike, not, not much. No, I kind of, 
you know, when I, I retired, you know, 80, you know, what, 1988, yep. I didn't touch a bike for two years, the, you know, the typical thing. And mm-hmm. then when Honda came out in the, with the contingencies in 91, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. That, uh, bought, uh, bought Hondas and work in construction and, and, uh, racing on the weekends, making, it made like good money. Mm-hmm. It was, that was awesome. That, that whole, you had to make like two, three grand a weekend. You know, just for for one race, one yeah. day, it was yeah. nice. Yeah. A little better payout than the Nationals back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny um, when you go back and read the old cycle news and everything else. And, and so Glover retires in at the end of '89, right? He does the Europe, yeah. He does one year in Europe, and then he retires. Yeah. Dude, he keeps racing Hondas at the Golden States and probably where stuff that you were at, and he's crushing it with on a Honda locally, just, you know, vet riding and pro class and stuff. And, he's, and I asked him about it one time. I'm like, he's like, oh, yeah, dude, I was making so much money. He, he was he was pissing everybody off a little bit, too, because it's like Brock Glover is still yeah. badass, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that when he was when he was on your podcast, when you remember when he was talking about when he broke his leg at Hangtown? Yeah, yeah. Remember, he said he went through that. He, ru- yeah, it was because ru- of me. Oh, <laughs> I was. That's what. That's when I broke my jaw. That was like the best mo- outdoor national moto I was having. I was like third, and uh, like halfway through in that that rutted section he was talking about. I yeah. was like wheeling through it and setting the front end down right on the other side of it. You know, it was like sketchy and right. everyone was kind of floundering, and uh, well, front wheel came down too soon and in the rut. Yeah, you know, the rut rut to the to the side and I just cartwheeled and knocked me out, broke my jaw, I got airlifted out of there, but that was uh, that was so that uh, was that was me that caused his broken leg. So <laughs> then in, in a roundabout way in a roundabout way, you also helped rollerball get third overall because that was the same same thing where I was telling yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. A Canadian hero got third overall that day because of Glover crashing because of you. <laughs> yeah, I was I was cringing when you when I was listening to Brock and I'm just like, ooh. Sorry. Yeah, you're like my bad. Uh, yeah. Where Where are you living these days? Uh, in uh, Seal Beach area. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice area down there for sure. And you're from Orange, like is that? I saw that. That's where you're in the vault. That's where you're front listed from. Is that true? Born and raised there. Yeah. No, yeah. I was uh, born and raised in Michigan. Oh, okay. Michigan mafia guy. I moved out here when I was 14. Mm. But that, you know, growing up, I started racing when I was like eight. Back in Michigan, that was like you know with Jeff Stanton, you know those all those guys were you know we we're all friends right every mm-hmm. weekend. You had Stanton, the Hoop, Danny Bentley, remember him? Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. Yep. And uh, Eddie Warren. That's we used to always. He was so he was my hero growing up. Was he really? Weekend. Yeah, yeah. At like Baja, you've been to Baja Acres? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that place. Um, yeah, uh, I found Eddie down in Australia. It was one of the best podcasts I've done. I. Didn't didn't I had so many questions about him and I, I you know because he kind of just disappeared right he won two nationals right, yeah, and then just yeah. he was gone and dude it was great to talk to him again he was super cool super cool down there um, yeah that's that's uh, that was like in '85 we where you know when we were yep well racing you know racing either like you know the nationals and outdoor and you know like the I don't know the LA Coliseum what you know like passing Eddie you know something like childhood hero it was mm-hmm. just it was really cool I you know I think like you know between Jeff. Um, you know, Eddie and like all these guys, the Todd the Hoop. Yeah, the Hoop right? won a title. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, we all came from you know racing against each other since we were eight years old. Bowen, Bowen was fast. Yeah. Bowen, yeah, yeah, Bowen, of course. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Bowen was. I've read so many cycle news where they're like. Bowen was out front. His bike broke. Uh, it was muddy, yeah. and his bike broke, and he was gone. And his bike <laughs> broke, and Daytona race, and 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 yeah, different Millville National and stuff. Just Keith should have had a lot more wins than he he even did. It seemed like a lot more. Yeah, yeah. that was I was uh, you know I was always pulling for him. And, right. Yep. Always. So you would have been. He's a little older than you, so you would have been around Greg, maybe Greg Bowen era. Like, Greg was younger. Oh, I was, was, okay. I was definitely yeah a year or two behind Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was always, you know, Keith and Eddie Warren were, yep. I think two, probably two years ahead of me or so, um, year or two at least. And, and uh, apparently Eddie's dad was really good at making bikes work pretty well. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I loved, loved him. You know, like I said, seeing him all the time and right. he'd always, you know, I just remember Eddie on his Kawasaki eighties at Baja, like, you know, the Cronut shocks, remember those red spring Cronut? No, shocks. I don't remember that. No. Oh yeah. Those yeah. were the. Those were the 
and the bomb back then. And then right after you would have been Swink, another, and Kitsch, two yeah, blazing yeah. fast 80 riders, you know? Yeah, they were all on 60s, mm-hmm. you know, back there, same uh, same thing, you know, yeah. seeing them. But, yeah, they're a couple years behind. Yeah, know. crazy. And you go from that and you go to Stanton and you go to Nick Way, Kelly Smith. I worked for both of those guys, all right? Like just Michigan, man, just incredible, you know? Um, yeah, I think I was the first one to move out here. Yeah. You know, before, you know, just age-wise, whatever, but we moved, you know, when I was 14, which was like 82 or 81, something right. like that. Yeah. Um, how's, uh, look, you raced motocross your whole life, and uh, how's your body? Yep. How do you feel? How, how's everything uh, holding up uh, at this age? <laughs> Somehow, um, uh, you know, don't, uh, not walking with a cane yet, but I, you know, I have a lot of, you know, I have a plate in my face, I <laughs> yep. broke my jaw, you know, I have my mouth wired shut, the one in Hangtown. Mm-hmm. Um, had my mouth wired shut for 12 weeks. That was, that was brutal. Everything, everything I ate, I didn't change my diet one, one ounce, uh, for 12, what was it? 12, I think 12 weeks mm-hmm. or, or six weeks. Um, everything went in a blender, like whatever my mom made for dinner, whatever McDonald's pizza, you just <laughs> add everything, anything, add milk, hot roast, <laughs> everything, Jeez. whatever, whatever could get through a straw. Cause yeah. I could fit a straw through my, yeah. uh, yeah front teeth and lower teeth oh damn um so everything but yeah so you're a little beat up then for over the years yeah, I, yeah. like i said surprisingly you know i don't really uh feel it too much but yeah how much uh, uh how much do you follow the races now how much do you watch how much do you go oh, I'll, yeah all of it oh, uh, dude, I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah i haven't gone uh to super, you know anaheim uh last year or two i'd say two years mm-hmm. uh but yeah we always always try to hit at least one anaheim yep um, and I want to do, uh, I really want to drive back or fly back with my, with my son, uh, for like outdoor Southwick or something, you know, yeah. like a cool outdoor national this year. If that's the plan. Right. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. so you, you still, um, Billy, who was your funnel company for a long time when four strokes first came on the market, um, yeah. You uh, you you'd come up with some funnels that don't spill oil everywhere, and yeah. it seemed like it was pretty successful. How 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 was that company for you and that product and everything? Well, it was it was good. The you could like backing up a little bit, like when I because I worked at Innovation Sports, you know, for a long time. Okay, that's uh, I think from I don't know eighty eighty four, I think something like that. Really? Oh, wow. um, when you were racing, you were still doing stuff. No, no, not. I'm sorry. Oh, 94. 94. Not Got 94. it. Yeah, yep. 93, 94. Um, and, uh, you know, started out in the machine shop. You know, engineer, I always liked that, you know, machine shop type mm-hmm. of, like, CNC machining, right? So I worked, uh, worked for the uh, engineer there and making, uh, just learning all the yep. all the stuff. Um, but anyways, that's what, you know, we can get into that later. But yeah. the, the funnel stuff, when I bought a... Yeah, what was that? Ninety, or what was that? Or oh three? What were the one of the hottest? Uh, yeah, oh three oh four. So three oh four. Yeah, yep. yeah. So the first time I drank, because I was in R and D, I was doing yep. CAD at that point and making our own tooling at you mm-hmm. know, Innovation and Asterisk, and and uh, first time I changed my oil, I'm like, forget that, because that's what I did. The company was making injection mold tooling. Okay, that's what I did there, or I did, and uh, so I immediately just started designing my own own funnel and i cut cut the tooling everything at you know at asterisk after hours right yeah like just i'd you know, make my own tooling and we had the injection molding machines there so i i did everything myself in-house at asterisk like after hours basically right and uh, and jim was cool with this like no problem oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. yeah long story like absolutely that's jim castillo uh, yep yeah yeah oh. yeah 100 yeah, because the the oil drain on a Honda was right over top of the frame spar, and right, it, it basically right. would gloop all over your frame, and it would yeah. make a mess, and then it would drain out, and then as the oil got lower, it would go backwards on the case. Like, it was just a disaster a little bit. So your funnel was like, hey, it, it wedges into the frame, goes underneath the bolt, directs the oil out somewhere where you don't just have this massive mess. Yeah, and I, and I literally, I was making it just for myself. I was just like, I'm going to make one, I'm going to make a you know, full injection mode tool and, you know, shoot five of them for me. <laughs> you know, yeah, that yeah. Yep. I didn't really think much, you know, just something different. And, and then, you know, I showed it to a couple people and, and then realized, and I started looking at how much, you know, everybody hates it. And yeah, that was, I mean, I think I sold like 
six thousand of them or something ridiculous the first year. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. <laughs> right, right. You all like said you were, yeah, all of a sudden you were like an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, like first time I I went to I think Washougal National afterwards. I you know just had bags of them. Right, mm-hmm. figured I'd walk around and see every single person that I showed you know showed it to them and bought you know fifteen bucks. Boom, boom. Like all I got rid of all of them. Yeah. everybody got one. So and it was. <laughs> pretty good so uh so yeah so that was a, like a little thriving business for a few years yeah yeah yep. um and of course it was you named it billy who which i thought was hilarious because for a long time you raced with billy who on the back of your pants um you know that that was where it came from yeah and that yeah. that was that was from the gear company which was gear right gear yeah. race john john Ayers. yeah gear. yeah yeah the i was like one of their i think i was like one of their first guys um but the the uh so in like 85 my first national at gainesville right mm-hmm. i got uh i was wearing gear and i got fifth overall mm-hmm. 125 class and you know no one knew who i was really right so the that week or by before the next weekend uh they shipped me a pair of pants that billy who on the back and that's kind of what what started all that that was yeah yeah so you got uh and so going back to the funnels you got distributorship and and yeah you were yeah parts unlimited right everything yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good and i did the factory fill you, you saw those right oh that's right yep factory yeah. fill. yeah yeah and that's i called when i uh was naming it and just so you know like the man you know the the funnel was the man funnel right no okay one, and i was trying to i was trying you know i was gonna say manual uh like Man being motor and transmission funnel was kind of the initial yep. point, but um, you know everyone thinks it was like some. Yeah, it was an odd name, obviously, right? <laughs> like it makes no sense. You know, that's the kind of stuff that you know I didn't care. Yeah, you know, stock people remember it, whether it's good or bad memory, right? It's but the Phil the for the the factory Phil deal, I called Phil Lawrence. Yeah, right? yeah, and uh, told me. It, Hey, I'm going to use there, or can I use uh, Factory Phil on you know naming the the bottle? He's great. I love that guy. Yeah, he's he's uh, a, he's a beauty. Yeah, he uh, is. Yeah, yeah. So I got permission for him to use Factory Phil, even though it's spelled a little different. <laughs> uh, did you end up making any money from that? Did you? Was it pretty good? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hmm. um, yeah, I didn't retire off. Yeah, there, obviously. obviously and, but... and uh, and I ended up selling it to Rich Taylor. I think that like years ago. I moved to Texas. That was a long time ago. Okay. Right? Oh, I don't think it's around anymore. RT's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, I, I talk to him all the time with the X-Brand goggles oh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, great, great dude. Um, yep, absolutely. Interesting. Okay, so, yeah, you're uh, you're down in Seal Beach. You're a uh, farmer's insurance agent um, and um, married? Uh, married? Married uh, for, yeah, since 2000, so, what, 21, 21 years? Nice. And of a... Nice. A sixteen-year-old son and an eighteen-year-old uh, daughter. Oh, cool! Awesome! Yeah, Seal Beach, nice place to live too. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, let's go back a little bit in the uh, in the time machine and go back. So, yeah, Michigan, Ooh. which I didn't know. Uh, that's interesting because I always thought of you as a California guy growing up and reading about you and seeing your your results and everything, but didn't know Michigan, uh, born and raised and racing like you said against those guys. Why do you move to California at fourteen? How does it, what has happened to, to get you to California? Yeah, that was, you know, and no one knows I'm from Michigan. It's funny, like, yeah. you know, paying everybody. It's, um, but in, uh, I think, 80, 81, when the economy, I think the the auto economy or mm-hmm. auto industry tanked, we were moving somewhere. And, uh, you know, California was the, you know, back then you kind of had to be in California to be noticed, like, mm-hmm. really noticed, right? It's not yep. like it is nowadays. And uh, so we were moving somewhere just because of the economy was trashed in uh, Michigan. So you know, moved out, uh, moved out here mainly for the racing, which you know my sister wasn't super excited about that or pissed at me about that. <laughs> Even because she's older, right? yeah. She's mom like and dad are like, older. mom and dad are like, hey, Billy's our t- meal ticket. We're moving to California. Yeah, yeah that was uh, a little, little tense at times back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would think so, right? Um, yeah. Were you were you team green kid? Were you getting help at this point from Cowie? Uh, when I came out here, not Cali, I was, I think I rode mainly Yamahas back there. When I came out here, I, I, uh, I got a ride, I think right away from, with, uh, Greg Arnett. He was with Honda, right? Oh, yeah. So I had the, yeah. I remember, like, I think the first, first, uh, 
like the first prototype when the 80s came out with the pro link that was like 82 i think okay. right something yep. like that but i remember i had a couple of pre-production honda or cr80s you know from greg yeah arnett yep yep and uh so is healy doing stuff too around this time or Healy, Healy, Mike Healy. Yeah, was he was he not a Honda eighty rider around this time? I think he was. I don't know if he was after. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't remember exactly when. Yeah, I know he was around for sure. Right, right. He was on Hondas or not? But I didn't ride the Hondas too long. Um, I think uh, I went to. I guess Kawasaki. What was it, 80, 84, Maybe Kawasaki. I know. I know. I rode Kawasaki in eighty five. Yeah. It was, I think it was Yamaha. I went to Yamaha around then mm-hmm. in the, on the 80s. And are you I, – I saw you didn't really race Loretta's. You d- went one time. Uh, it wasn't like you were like this amazing amateur rider getting all this uh, money and bikes and parts really, huh? Like you – obviously you were fast if you were racing Stanton and those dudes and keeping up with them. But it didn't seem like amateur motocross was like a massive push for your family. Yeah, it, it was. I get – I mean, like uh, in 81, I won the Florida Mini Olympics. Okay. Uh, against Tur- Turpin was uh, uh, tornado, right? Oh, yeah. He was he was the he was the shit back then. Yeah, uh, you know he he made me nervous from <laughs> you know, half the country away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he was supposed to he was supposed to win that for sure, and and I think I surprised him. Uh, and you know he was my hero. Like I, it was weird beating him. You know I, I looked up to him. I just thought he was awesome. You know. Tishner would have been around this era too, right? Yeah. yeah, I think he was. I think he's a little younger. Okay, maybe a year. Yeah. I think he was. I think he was one class down. Right. Um, but I remember uh, yeah, Turp was not happy after. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's what kind of got you on the map for getting support. Yeah, after that, you know, that's when Cliff Lett was. Uh, that was like eighty two ish, right? Yep. Cliff Lett was the Yamaha guy and stuff, and I you know, I started getting free free bikes, basically, you know, sponsored from Yamaha from that point from that point on. Um, so I've always had I've always gotten you know bikes, parts, travel yep. expense, that type of stuff. It never the never the salary. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, yeah, that's that's that, that's the big that's the big problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're in Cali, um, and you're you turned pro in '85, and you're on uh, you're on Kawasaki. Now, are you getting some help from Cali? Then, are you getting some sort of support stuff? Well, what, like eighty. Well, in '84 out here, I was one twenty five intermediate. Remember, you remember Mark Toyama? No, no. Yeah, he was he was a really really fast uh, intermediate. Him and I. Like the Golden State in '84, yep, I was on those the YZ 125s. Um, both of us were, and we we were battling for the championship. You know, he'd win one weekend, mm-hmm. I'd win the next type of thing. And up at Sand Hill, you know, you know that track, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, it was, I think, like one or two races left of the Golden State, and. The one of the most my bike broke, and this is this was Saturday. The amateurs race Saturday, the pros mm-hmm. race Sunday back then. Mm-hmm. So my, I don't know if I was leading or what, but the bike broke, so that killed me for the championship. So I, you know, that night, you know, my dad and I were talking, and decided, you know, I'm gonna start or you know turn it's pro it's tomorrow. It's pro, it's pro time. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, I went up there as an intermediate yeah. in the race Sunday, you know, in the pro class again, you know. George Holland, Kehoe, like all these guys. Yeah, it was crazy the difference. But I, yeah, I did decent, you know, for the first race. But yeah, that was uh, the start of my pro career. That was my it. Yamaha that's how. That's how, that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, and then so in '85, you. Uh, three podiums in the first four races in Supercross. Like, obviously, so back then, of course, Supercross, you know, like, there wasn't any practice tracks. It was kind of, like, weird, and, and everyone was trying yeah. to figure it out. But, obviously, you were pretty good right away at the indoor stuff. Yeah, that I love that Kawasaki uh, 125 Cowie. Oh, that was my fa- – that's still my favorite bike. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Oh, so good. It would have been a big step up from your Yamaha in 84, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Is this is this stuff getting you support and parts from from Cowie? This yeah this real, yeah, yeah. like travel yep. yeah like you know buy like five bikes mm-hmm. you know like pretty much unlimited parts and you know travel travel money that type of stuff and and uh, and uh, you know, like 
I think Dave, well, Harry Clem did the, was doing the motors, I think at that time between yep. him and, um, Dave Miller. Oh yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. That's, yeah, but those, uh, yeah, those cowies were, were fast. That was a, that was one of my favorite years. 85 do you, Cali. Do you remember being surprised at how well you were doing or was this sort of the natural progression where you're like, you know, cause you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're racing pretty good guys, Healy. Yeah, Manly yeah. and and Bobby Moore, of course. Uh, you know, so yeah, it was always like Hot or Holland. Yeah, uh, was Mickey. Yep. Mickey was that? Uh, yeah, like eighty five. Mickey was, was on Huskies at this point, but 80, yeah, it was who was who was winning all the time? Oh, Lachine. Lachine was the outdoor yeah, guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that those bikes were so good. That was a little um, unfair. Yeah, that Honda against <laughs> against uh, what you guys were doing. Yeah. Um. Yep. And so, what was uh, was your dad your mechanic and just box van life? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, absolutely. And in the '85, you know, so the 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 one twenty five Supercross in '85 ended up third, and the West Coast. I was a West Coast guy, mm -hmm. so I got third. And then the, you know, the what was that when they had the three race format at the Coliseum? Yeah, the final one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I had a I I won the second moto of that, and the first one I, I either got in the first turn pile up or you know something happened i went like three one i don't know three or four but i ended up third overall i think second uh -huh. or third overall um but that was i guess that was my only 125 supercross that i won i can say right yeah yeah for that sure was, right? <laughs> but i, I mean, love the coliseum that was my i said i love that track that was the 85 first year 125s right was it yeah, that was first year? First yeah, year. yeah yeah so you're you're coming in at a nice spot where you don't got to jump the 250s right. and you know race glover and barnett and all these dudes right are you right. are you uh so turner's the manager i think of cowie at this point are you riding with those guys like wardy and barnett and and no and are you around those guys lyles no 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 not really that was that was the that was the next step up but not uh i think mark johnson was kind of the okay it was like the pro-am they had like a pro-am program right i think that's what that's what i was under yeah, you got fourth, fourth of Pasadena, which was like the shootout or whatever. You've got yeah. a sixth at High Point. You got your third, your fifth at, at uh, Gainesville. Like things are, you yeah. got to be happy at this point point with your results, right? Everybody's got to be pretty stoked. Yeah, I just I, I seem to always get hurt every like at least once a year. That would always kill my <clears throat> overall results or mm -hmm. you know coming back from an injury. But that's and one of the I guess the craziest one uh, when I broke my. Uh, uh, my jaw. Yeah. I, that was, uh, um, I think I missed two outdoors and came, came back. The first race back was, uh, uh, Colorado. Okay. The, yeah. And I think I ended up sixth, you know, for being off yeah. for like six weeks or eight weeks or whatever it was. It was, so that was, uh, that was always good to come back and get one of my better, mo you know, results. Cool. You switched to Yamaha for 86. You have a good year as a rookie in 85, and we just talked about those results. Does Yamaha yes. step up? Do you remember what they did, or why would you switch? From Cowie to – from 85 to 86? Yeah, about? yeah, from 85 yeah. to 86. Yeah, just offered more. Like, you know, we didn't hear anything from Kawasaki. My dad did all this stuff. I didn't really get right. too involved. I mean, I was, what, you know, 17 years old. Yep. I, mean, I didn't – wasn't really uh, uh, paying, a, paying attention to – that part of it, I guess, just trying to, yeah, you know, ride and do my thing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Yamaha offered, uh, you know, everything but salary, basically. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, yeah. This was a, this was a huge team, '86 for Yamaha. They had Storbeck and Glover, yeah. and uh, Holly, and yeah, it was a big team and a lot of support guys too, like you. So well, yeah, and that's when they split the 250 and 500 outdoor, yep. right? Yep. And I like that, you know, that even though that. You know, everybody knows the 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 YZ four ninety, right? It was a little bit less than mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. Um, but I, I really liked uh I like riding five hundreds. You know, that was more probably more so than the two fifty. I just like the bigger bikes personally. Yeah, it's crazy because so eighty five, you're one twenty five dude, and then eighty six, that's it. You're two fifty five hundred. So you're seventeen years old or eighteen or whatever. And yeah, now, and now you're 250 500 motocross and super yeah cars. riding yeah. 500 right. yeah against bailey and johnson you know get get lapped every weekend I, mean, you know, I could be in like 
sixth, seventh place, and you know, Johnson freaking laugh. You know, these right. guys are laughing at you. It's just crazy how fast they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost wonder what you would have done. And again, hindsight is easy to look back on. But just if you just ridden 125s a little longer, you know, and got right. a little bit more uh, experience under your belt. It was yeah. different different times back then, but yeah. So yeah, trained a little harder, right? That's well, yeah, that's that's, a, that's another thing for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, but you're in the big bike class now, and now you're you know getting pretty decent results. It's funny because around this time too, um, you got Manly who was riding Yamaha's yeah. too, and I always as a kid would get yourself and Manly always mixed up. Billy Frank and Brian Manley. It seemed like you were guys were Yamaha privateers. Yeah. You were both right on the cusp yeah. of of the factory dudes. Um, yep. Did you have a rivalry with Manly? Was that or is that something? I no, just made we were up? good friends. We'd yeah, yeah. practice together and like you know take flights. We'd we'd uh, like for the weekend. He'd pick me up. You know, drive. To, you know, we'd drive to LAX to fly out. And no, yep. we're good friends. And to this day. Yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. It, I always got like I was like, oh, you know, uh, um, he switched to Suzuki's in '88. I think it didn't work very well for him. Mm. But up until for '86, '87, yeah. it was like you two were the Yamaha privateer dudes doing well. You know, yeah, it seemed yeah. like. Um, yeah. Um, when do you start? Like, so also around this time, there's a lot of appearances in MXA for you, motocross action. Um, yeah. Are you, how do you become friends with those guys, and why do they start using you, and and how do you like that? The you like the bike yeah bike you know, tests bike, and bike yeah yeah, 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 yeah all that stuff. stuff like what was that yeah, like just jody you know i knew jody and you know and and you know friends talking to him and i think it was fran kun is it or coon coon i think coon, yeah. coon yeah um yeah going up to what peterson ranch i think uh, shooting some of those those photos and stuff but just you know being around the stuff they they asked to do it and i was you know there weren't a lot of I guess decent four YZ four ninety guys, right? So when you're <laughs> yeah. doing, doing those shootouts, the 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 list is short. I think of people that can, yeah, you know, road those things. But um, yeah, and I I just you know see, I yeah. saw Jody a couple months ago. But yeah, great. It's they, nice seeing everybody again. They loved you, man. You were in a lot of issues, just test riding and photo. Like, yeah, you were MXA yeah. guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. Absolutely, uh, and and around this time you're you're racing 500s and 250s, and yeah, are you? Do you remember thinking this is holy shit? This is tougher than I thought. This is uh, this is I'm doing okay. Like, what was your general thinking around this time? I just I don't know. Just <clears throat> focused. You know, I always wanted to do better. I was I was uh, you know a little frustrated. It was not frustrated. I don't know what the word is, but you know, like because you know Jeff Stan, right? He, yeah, he, you know, he came in. He his his progression was so fast. It was you know it was great. You know, it was great to see. And but I was like, man, you know, <laughs> that, was, that was that was kind of my my hope too. You know, obviously everybody's hope, right? That uh, you know, just plugging away, trying to you know wait for everything to click. I guess you know. Yeah, Stanton yeah, so. Stanton's eighty seven season. He was fifty six yeah. on the yeah. on the Yamaha. Uh, yeah. 500 nationals. He was, he just came on. He's just a new guy. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was, it was great to see. Like I said, I, I was mm-hmm. you know, stoked for him and right. I wanted to figure out what he was eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And of course he got the Honda ride and we all know what happened oh, yeah, after that. that. Was, it was, it was over. Right. That's Forever. awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. It was so, it was like I said, I was, I was so happy for him and that whole progression was just a, it was like a rocket ship it was awesome is your dad awesome. your mechanic the whole time this this um yeah yeah uh, so- well i had a yeah for the most part i had uh, a couple of mechanics um uh in between there and that was when like the aussies came over right you got uh darren butler you know all the all the the australians that came over like around that time there's like three or four of them glenn, glenn tatum you remember any of those no, guys? No, I, I remember Lee's yeah. coming over and Dak would come over. You yeah, know, around yeah. that. Well, you but, know Butler, Steve Butler. Yeah. He's, he's at Yamaha now. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he came over around that time. There was all there was like five or six. Okay, you know Australian and South South African um, people that came over to get into the industry and mechanics, and that, that was uh, that was all good times. So, are you like? There's a ton of ton of um stories in industry about you know fathers and sons and pressures of racing and trying to make up money and this and that uh are you and your dad okay this whole time like he's not yelling at you and, and like how's the relationship with your with your dad uh it's it's good he he just recently passed away this year so that's oh uh, yeah 
Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that was that's tough. Still haven't it, it uh, grappled with that yet. Right? Yeah, it's it's insane to think. My wife's uh, father just passed away a year and a half ago, and she's still not, you know, a hundred percent about it. So, yeah. um, so but are you like you guys have a good relationship? This isn't tearing the family apart, like so. Yeah, many, no, no, no. Other than you know my, you know, I was uh, most of the focus was on me versus you know my my sister. Right? I guess that was. Yep. That was the. You know, looking back now, I, I totally get it. You know, then you mm-hmm. don't. But, yeah. Yep. Um, but no, it was it was just kind of all that's you know that's what we did and and uh, you know it was it's great times. You know, obviously there's you know issues pop up, right? Like, uh, but yeah. it was just day to day, just hammering. Yeah, it was never like, hey, Billy, like you're you're putting food on the table and you got tenth this week and you suck and not, nothing like that. It was never. You know, I I did a story, you know, with with Eddie Hicks a, long, a while yep. ago, and you know, it's it wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it was a lot of pressures, and it wasn't good, and it tore his family apart. And and all, and there's a million stories in Moto about that. So I'm glad that you didn't have that. You know? Yeah, and it, like the only thing that was, uh, you know, my my dad always told me, say, you know, if you don't make it as a professional motocrosser, you're gonna be like you're gonna be digging ditches your whole, you know, <laughs> right, you know after your life. Yeah. And the best part of that. Uh, if you want to call it that is like I, I retired from racing and uh i joined the uh union for plumbing uh-huh. con- like new construction yep so like two months or three months after i retired from racing you know first day on the job go there uh, the foreman guess what he does huh hands me a shovel because ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's plumbing the yeah. plumber, in the ground in ground plumbing right yeah for the pipe the main like literally just going, oh my gosh! You're like <laughs> my dad was right. You're like I just was I'm signing. I was ditches. signing autographs six months ago, and now I'm yeah, digging the ditch. Now, now I'm digging ditches. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Uh, hey, so when I read, uh, when I go back through old cycle news, um, and I, and I was texting you this also, like, there you're all over the Golden States and Transcals yeah. and whatever. Like you're racing all the time. You're putting in some good results. Obviously, these aren't nationals and stuff, but like I said right. to you, the one I. The one I read, you know, you you won the 250 class by catching and passing Stanton in uh, in one moto, and the other moto you just took off with the win. So this is the kind of level you're at, and you're racing against these, you know, high dollar guys doing well yeah. for the most part, always in the results, always top three and top fives, and yeah. so I'm guessing like w- these are maybe some of your best memories of those kind of races, uh, putting on clinics and, and riding well. Yeah, it's it's uh, like I just always. You know, you always picture yourself. You kind of have to at that that point. Like you're, you know, pretty soon you're going to be winning. You know, outdoor nationals, right? That's right. every yep. everybody thinks that. But um, and the only the one time, you know, speaking of Adelano or the Golden States, I don't remember what year, maybe eighty six, eighty eighty seven. Uh, I think it was the modern. I don't know if it was the time when you know RJ and Lachine's uh, <laughs> kerpuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. The- I don't know if it was that year or not, but the. They had qual, you know, he had qualifiers going because there's so many people, right? Uh-huh. So the qualifier had, I didn't know who was in there. It was all, it was like rainy, a little bit muddy. Track was one line, like four lap qualifiers. By the the second lap, you know, someone's behind me, like hit me, yelling, ah! you know, yeah. Let the whole, I, I ended up winning. You know, but this guy's behind me. I don't know who it was. I get back to the truck. My dad comes back. I'm like, who the f was behind? You know, I was yeah. pissed. He's like, that was RJ. I'm like what? <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah. So the one and only time I beat uh, Rick, yeah, yeah, it was a mutter one line, but I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. It was, no, it was funny. T- take I had it. no idea who it was. Um, you were at the race where Bailey got hurt. Do you remember? What do you remember about that? Do you? Were you yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I I was actually. I mean, the, the misfortune or unfortunate. The, like, I was the very last person he ever passed. Uh, but he at Huron. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. You remember? I think the track. I've never been, been the there. Same. No, I've never been there. Uh, okay. Well, there's like after the the finish line, it goes down a long, kind of sweeping straight. Makes uh-huh. then makes a hairpin, and right out of the hairpin was maybe a two foot tall. It was more like a whoop nowadays, right? But yeah. A jump, and then maybe twenty feet was the same size jump, but you couldn't get any speed to double it. Yeah. Right, coming right out of the turn. Right. So if you swung way wide, can't you know came back and jumped it but it was just sketchy and so the beginning of that long straight you know i'm going like bailey passes me about halfway because he's on the you know freaking works bike right yeah. so he when he passed me i'm like okay sweet because i knew he was jumping it yeah so i go i'm gonna tuck in behind him and 
you know, follow, just follow, just same speed, follow him yeah. over it. So we went, did the corner and right, you know, right behind him. He, he jumps last second. I slam on the brakes. It just didn't feel like I was going to make it mm-hmm. slam on the brakes, double it. Well, he cases it obviously. Right. Yeah. And, um, as I'm going off the second one, he's literally flipping next to me. You know, the bike, his bike's like flipping next to me. I almost had to like avoid it. Oh, wow. And I was like, you know, and that was like, and I was like, well, you know, that was David Bailey just crashed. That's crazy. You know, yep. and I didn't think a whole lot of it. Of course. Yeah. You know, came around the next lap. He's laying, you know, there's, you know, he's still there and there's a couple people around him. Next lap come around. There's like, you know, 10 people around him. And then the next lap they red flagged it and, you know, come to find out, yeah. you know, what, what happened. And that messed me up for, Wow, really? I mean, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the, you know, he's the best, you know, the smoothest, best, mm-hmm. awesome, right? The best guy there is as far as being smooth and yeah. calculated. and Yeah, a lot of people couldn't know, so. believe that he, you know, would try that jump because he's so calculated. and But he was, okay, so. But it's a nothing jump. It was yeah, literally yeah. nothing. I mean, it was crazy. But he was doing it? Other people were doing it? Yeah, there was a yeah. couple, like you know, Wardy probably did a couple, yeah. you know, just right, the right, right. you know the factory guys were doing sure. it. Sure, um, and right. yeah, if anybody could, you know, not get hurt, it'd be David Bailey with that riding style yeah. and everything. Yeah, right? so yeah, wow, I didn't so. I, when I asked you this, I didn't know that this was the, the story that you were like, you were literally beside him when he went. Uh, yeah, I, I literally I have the misfortune of being the last person that he ever passed. Yeah, guess, you know, it's. it's Wow. Yeah. Um, crazy. Uh, Billy Frank here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, and Motorsport.com. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. So, okay, so that happens to you. Yeah, that's got to mess you up. But generally speaking, these these uh, Golden States and everything else, um, man, you guys must have – you and your dad, you must have done well with money-wise because these were paying big and, and you were doing well. And this must have been a good source of income for you, these things, over the years because literally, dude – I read these cycle news as you're at every one of these things. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, uh, you know, I was just always just shy of that yep. you know, top five factory guy, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I, I think I was just too inconsistent. You know, I'd have one good motor, get a sixth, and then, you know, 15th, or, mm-hmm. and then I'd have some stupid little injury, you know, and I'd, uh, you know, knees and, you know, just right. little stuff that always like throw off my rhythm mid season or something silly. You know? Right. Um, so in 88, like, so, okay. You said you're 17 in 86, right? Uh, 85, 17. So you're 18 and 86, you're 19 and 87, you're 20 and 88 and you're done. Yeah. I retired. You're done. Uh, that's, that's, uh, you still, you got ninth at red butt on the 500. Um, you were, you were, you know, so you were a very good rider still a a 10th place in Seattle in the supercross in the main event. So that's awesome. Why, why'd you stop? I, you know, it's, I think part of it was, I was starting to get not panic mode, but I didn't want to, you know, keep going and then, you know, dig ditches when I'm you know, 20, 25 right. years old, you know, 25 and kind of, you know, starting over. Cause it's, you know, when you quit racing, like the way it's all you do and you, that you're, you know, you're starting over basically. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to yep. work at McDonald's when, you know, applied to McDonald's when I was, uh, you know, 26 years old. And the main thing I, and I remember like yesterday when I quit, it was a, I think it was a transcal before the 89 season mm-hmm. at Carlsbad when they, that was one of my favorite tracks. Love that place. Um, but I think came in from the first moto, like my knee, cause I, I, I hurt my knees a few times. You know, I, I still have no ACL. Um, but it was just sore. I wasn't taking any time off and it wasn't healing. And then one of the motos, the golden States of, like I said, 88, right before the 89 season, I was at, you know, riding a, a Transcal race mm-hmm. and I came in from the first moto. Like I couldn't, it hurt to stand, you know, stand up on the bike, like going from yep. sitting to standing. And I just came in, put the bike on the stand and, you know, told my dad, like, I'm done. That's I just, it. I, I just can't. Yeah, that's it. I just, and that was it. I didn't touch a bike for a good two years before. Yeah, the, how did he take this? How, how did he take it? I, you know, he's like, devastated obviously it's right. uh yeah, it just wasn't uh good and I, and I mean i should i probably could only take you know two months off and i would have been fine but i don't know it's just i just uh i'm kind of the like any motocross rides all or nothing yeah okay? yeah it's we're kind of all all the same in that sense i think right right wow so yeah i mean yeah you're still young you know what i mean um you're still yeah got a whole 
sort of future in you. And I could tr- trust me, I've been covering these races for a long time. There's a lot of dudes that you look at and you're like, it ain't happening for you, uh, guy. You know right. what I mean? And, and you need to go on with your life, and they don't, and they keep racing, and their yeah. the results go backwards, and you're just like, oh man, like I, you never even got to that point. You were still a top ten guy, and, and you know you got eleventh at your first Moto Washugal at your last race. You know, so yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast, motorsport.com, OEM, and aftermarket parts. Free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. motorsport.com. they got a dedicated team of gearheads there to help you with your uh, uh, pricing and uh, your service and everything else. They'll get it to you. They'll make it happen. Motorsport.com. Love those guys. And uh, take all your business over there. I promise you they will make you happy. Motorsport.com. Thank you to the folks at Cobolinks as well. If you are a shorter stature person, your wife or girlfriend uh, is riding, um, whatever it is, from Aprilia to Yamaha, you know, the, the small little bikes, the big bikes, whatever it is, get some more confidence, gain some uh, a better cornering ability, get better plushness in your bike, shorten that link. That's what Kobo links are. They're shortened links. You can get them at motorsport.com as well. Kobo uh, links, K-O-U-B-A links.com. Code PulpMX for free shipping. Made in Boise, Idaho. And, uh, man, they've been around for a long time now. And they'll just uh, enable you to get more confidence on a bike, right? You can... The, t- the people who are barely uh, touching the ground on that thing, this Cobalt Links will lower suspension and uh, enable you to feel a little bit better on the motorcycle. So please check it out. Use the code and save. Thank you to Cobalt Links. All right, on to the show. Definitely very competitive. So Yeah, and I think that like I said I, I was, it was so ingrained in my head that, you know, that I needed to be a factor rider and be, you know, rich and retired by the time you're 20. Because back then it was, you know, yep, yep. the careers weren't much past, what, 22, 23? Yep. I mean, somewhat, right? So I just didn't want to drag it out and, and, you know, in pain and yeah, the inevitable, I guess. Uh, you talk about Carlsbad. Uh, it's funny cause you're from Michigan, so you're automatically good yes. in the mud. We know this. And you just talked about beating RJ in the mud. So you're just born with being good in the mud, uh, yeah. because you're from Michigan. But then you talk about Carlsbad and how you loved it. The exact opposite yeah. of anything yeah. Michigan growing up, anything in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was good. I always liked and, and like Saddleback and. I was always good on hard pack too, which is weird because you know I grew up in you know Michigan's all sand. Like yeah. All the you've been obviously all the tracks, right? Like Stanton, the track Stanton, which it used to be called Stanton. It went through a few different names, like White Birch. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it's called now, but you know yeah. Baja Acres, yeah. right? All yep. the. Yep. I love the tracks back there. That I still want to go back and you know race there, like the Baja Brawl. I, I got to go back and ride that track. <laughs> They're like Billy Frank showed up for the ball yeah. for all this year. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to remember that. <laughs> right, right. Um, Eighty six USGP. Uh, you did pretty yeah. well. Uh, what do you yeah, remember from Carlsbad. that day? That yeah. Was, what do you remember? Yeah, that that was a that was a great race. That I, I almost I was it the second moto, first or second moto. Um, I got up to fourth. I you know like passing like Malherb, Gabor's like yeah. you know passing these guys. You know, because they, you know, it's hard. It's Carlsbad. Yeah, they're right? they're like, what the fuck is oh, this? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I was in like fourth and passing like you know Malherb and and that's what Haken Carplace. Remember him? Mm-hmm. He, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was parked next to him. I was scared of that dude. Yeah, he lo- he was he was very intimidating. Oh, he was so mean looking. I was parked right <laughs> next to him, like our box man. You know, he was you know Yamaha. Yeah. In fact, we were all in the same pits and and I you know he he came over. We talked or said hi, but. Yeah, he's he was uh, he was very intimidating. <laughs> yeah, there's so hey, there's so many stories about him, like ghost riding his bike or throwing it against the van. Yeah. Or, or one time he grabbed a shovel and he was digging a hole, and they said, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm going to bury the bike." Like, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> Carla Chris stories are everywhere. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was yeah. Would you get that? Yeah, day? so I was yeah. I, I would like fourth and one, but I just washed the front end in a turn, you know, yeah, somewhere and in. The, in uh, Ended up, I don't know what my motor scores were, but I you know, ended up ninth overall. But that was, uh, that's awesome. yeah, that was good, right. yeah, yeah, good day uh, on the on the four ninety. That thing, yeah, yeah, that was. The, that's the four ninety that Bradshaw told me uh, would start off with fifty five horsepower and end with thirty four. Yeah, and, exactly. And then the shock <laughs> would get uh, hotter and hotter and just be a pogo stick. Um, uh, somehow Glover beat Bailey on a on a factory. I, I that was you know to this day is amazing. Yeah. I, Right. That, yeah. Yeah. The compared to that, you know, Bailey's bike was that that was you know kudos that that's a that was a feat right there. Yeah. Really. It really was. Um. Uh. 
it was yeah, uh, that was a good day. And and when you look at RJ, crushed it that day. Um, yeah. Were you who were you buddies with? Who were, who were your friends in the? In, I mean, obviously, you know, you were around a few years, but was there a, a couple of guys that you were really tight with? Yeah, like uh, well, Mike Craig. You know, I practiced with him a lot down down there. Yeah. Uh, Ray Somo. Oh, Somo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Manly. Uh, Jeez, you guys were all about the same speed too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we needed to practice with someone you know faster so we learn that we're not going fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and were you buddies with any factory guys? Um, yeah, that's uh, you know, like, I would say buddies. Like, you know, I do every friendly, you know, RJ and all those, you know, guys, friend, you know, friendly. Yep. Not, I don't really, you know, talk to Wardy. Um. I'm trying to think, uh, you know, all the Yamaha, like Dubok, you know, all the Yamaha guys. And, yep. But no one really, you know, hung out, hung out with other than people in my, in my, uh, at my speed, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, yeah, maybe Yamaha, like, cause Glover had a track down in San Diego, a soupy track that RJ and him rode back around this 86, 87 era, you know? Uh, so I was thinking, yeah. you know. Yeah, and a lot of like testing more more after like testing with Scheidler and and you know Brock was you know like testing and stuff, but I never you know drove down uh, not like a Fowler and Lachine type of thing, right? Yeah, not right. To, yeah, not like that. Um, so you quit the sport, you become a plumber, you get in the union, you're digging a ditch your first day. Um, <laughs> when do you when do you go to Asterix? How does that work? Uh, well, it's innovation, innovation sports, sports yeah. first. Yeah, yeah the uh, uh, that was. You know, I obviously didn't want to be a, a plumber my whole life. And Mike Byer was the um, – which he – you know, I've known Mike. He was he yeah. was one I knew all the time or for a long time, obviously. And uh, But he was the – like the head R&D guy there, production guy at Innovation. And, and I knew how to weld, like TIG weld. Mm -hmm. And they were making a new uh, – Innovation was making a surgery table uh, device and – welding like real fine stainless steel so i got i got hired for that in the r&d department and uh just started uh that was like i said what 90 yep and 91 93 and whatever. they just have the prescription brace at this time uh or are they well they have the, the edge nothing to do with asterisk that was you know a little bit down the yeah. road but yep. yeah basically the cti right the original cti from yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh so i you know, working in the R and D department there, and and uh, it, you know, did all the in-house CNC machining and programming and all that stuff, right? Mm, okay. Um, I didn't do any of that yet, but that was uh, how I started with with innovation, and and uh, and then Astros started. I started making innovation. Started making snowboards, I think, in ninety. Oh, they did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, for a little while, we got a whole another building, and like I was over there with like the head engineer guys. Name was John, John Gates. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> and you know making snowboards and and Jim Castillo, right? Yep. Uh, he got the head engineer. John got let go, mm -hmm. and we're, I remember all up there. Jim, myself, Danny, Dave Castillo, uh, like six of us, and he goes, you know, does anybody want to take his place? And I never even sat down behind a computer at this point. Right, I knew nothing about the computers, and and uh, he, you know, he said that John, you know, he let John go. And does anybody want to take his place? And I think he was like kind of joking, right? right? You know, they went around the room. Do you want to do it? And everyone's like, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> so I sat down. That's you know, I literally, you know, learning you know CAD, right? Computer designing, uh, yep, parts, mechanical stuff. Uh, like just twenty four seven, and you know, pulled it off, and and it just kept going. Oh, good for yeah. you. Good for you for, lear yeah. for learning yeah, a new skill was... like that. Yeah, that's and awesome. that's I learned it like that under fire. You know, it's yeah. like just that's kind of how I operate, I guess. And how long did you stay there for? Uh, all the way until oh uh, three or oh four when I uh, moved to Texas for a little. When I, you know, during the Billy Who stuff. Okay. When I started that, um, well, we started Asterisk also before yeah yeah did. and yeah we're right jim 
obviously started it, but we we all went along. There's like five of us that went with it. It was yep. kind of a company within a company. Oh, was it? it was, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was a little little <clears throat> little weird, but um, it was then, very uh, successful. The initially, an Asterix was yeah pretty good doing. Oh well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was you know between Jim, myself, and his son Danny. We're you know we did all the all the designing and cutting all the tooling. We did everything in house. You know, it was that, those were. That was great times, man. It took two years. We just grinded, you know, 12, 14-hour days for years. It was crazy. Was Jim still the owner then, or when did they sell? They yeah. Sold later? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Jim was still the owner? Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, uh, so you left before the funnel stuff. You left for the Billy Who. That's why you left? Uh, it's like the – I think the brace the brace was already gone. The Astros brace was already out, but the – I started the the funnels and I just wanted out of California at that point okay. because you know I just wanted you know I don't want to live in a shoebox for you know two million dollars right I, yeah. the yeah. housing and yep. and so I, I just wanted to move to Texas and that was so I I, I was going to start Billy Who I started Billy Who in the the plan of moving everything to Texas and you know living there. And so we kind of did that but it didn't really work out so I was back the next year we'll skip over that part. <laughs> and uh, and uh you know just came back here and and i wasn't sure what uh what i was gonna do when it came back here and uh that's when i started uh the, the insurance agency nice okay so yeah totally different yeah everybody like you know i ensure like a lot of the top moto guys and just like all my friends everybody and they're you know and i told them when i started they're like you're doing what <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah it was I have fa- really I have fit. farmers up here in Vegas, and uh, yeah, they're great to deal with. Yeah, it's it's uh, it seems like it's very owner driven, owner passion, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the one guy we 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 had a guy, and he was terrible, and he was never around, and he never answered the emails, and he never made switches and changes that we were supposed yeah. to do. So yeah. you know, I think he's gone. Uh, we got a yeah. new a new lady. And she's on it. She's great. So I feel like that company is like as hard as you want to work, you'll be as right. successful as as hard as you want to work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's you know that that's that's all it is. You know, people. You know, you pick up the phone or call. It's like anything. You don't want to call five times and don't call back and blah blah blah. You know, it's yeah. it's a it's a service industry basically. Yeah. Right? Um, the bad thing is, is you went back and you, you you know you sold your place in Cali and then you should have held on to it and because you went back and then now you're starting from zero. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. 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 No. No problem. That, that's my real estate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my real estate uh, investment yeah, advice. Yeah. yeah. I, believe me, I, like I, I kick myself all the time for that. You idiot. Yeah. Think about like when you were in '88 and '89, if you just would have bought a couple places in Seal or whatever. You oh know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, Billy Frank on the fly racing racer X podcast. Um, so you, you, at some point innovation gets sold. Did you try to go back or were they already sold by then? Or did you want to continue that before well, the like, insurance or well, was the, like your first call on getting back to Cali? Was it the gym? Type deal? Um, well, I still had the Billy who stuff. I wasn't, okay. you know, I was just, you know, I just wasn't sure mm-hmm. like the amount. You know, just at that point, money-wise, and just you know, trying to build a company, right? Because it's a manufacturing company, technically, right? And yep. design, it, it's it was just it was just too much. Uh, and I think I think at that point, Asterisk was I don't know if he sold. I, I wasn't sure what was going on. I just I didn't I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Yeah, you know, that yep. was basically, and uh, you know, so. Um, you, uh, what's the best race you ever had? Is there a race or two that stands out for you? I mean, we, we touched on that USGP. Well, yeah, beating on. RJ at Adelano, okay. that's, yeah, yeah. that's one for the banks. <laughs> yeah, 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 especially because RJ was like, this was peak RJ too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that, that was, that's yeah, the one? that was, uh, yeah, and it was, you know, a mutter, a little mutter qualifier at, you know, Adelano, but, you know, I don't care. I mean. Not not a lot of people can say they beat RJ in a moto. I guess, no, right? no. I would have went <laughs> with catching. I would have went and catching a passing Stanton in '87 Golden State at some point. But hey, whatever. The well, one I read. Was, yeah, you the one I read about. 80, yeah, '87. Like the Yamahas, we were. I mean, we were pretty pretty close then. I think that uh, I don't say speed wise type of thing, but he that, he was on Yamahas in '87. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember what what track was that at. I don't even know. Oh, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a known one. I know that. I know right, it wasn't right. like um, 
one that I would know. Like it wasn't Glen Helen, it wasn't Adelano, it was yeah. it was something else. Uh, some of the lake in it, maybe. Uh, oh, Lake Madera. Maybe it was. Maybe? Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah. There's. Uh, well, I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't say that again after that point, probably. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the, those tables turned quickly. Yeah. No. He 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 took. Oh, off. he's the yep. man. Yeah. Just awesome what he did. Yep. Absolutely. Great. Um. Well, hey, man, thanks for the time. I appreciate the podcast. Uh, good to catch up with you. Um, sounds like you're doing well. And uh, like I said, a real quiet, like, solid career, one that you definitely should be stoked on. I mean, yeah, I was always yeah, yeah. under-the-radar type. Right. Like, you didn't win any nationals or anything else, but you top 10 a bunch of races and against, yeah. you know, legends. So, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, thanks for the time on the, on the podcast, Billy. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kubo Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.